Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, it's me, the Comeback Coach. Guys, I just want to tell you about a person in my life that is truly, truly amazing. And she's actually changing the world one house, one home at a time. Her name is Tammy Moses of The Hoarding Solution. She's the founder and chief encouragement officer of Homes Are For a Living, The Hoarding Solution, which is a veteran-owned and operated business. Tammy provides virtual consultations and workshops on the issues of hoarding. She believes in inspiring others to take their adversity and use it for the greater good. She is the voice of AKOPTH, adult kids of parents that hoard. She is also a voice and advocate for our, of, for YLITH, Youths Living in the Horde. You can connect with Tammy at homesareforliving at gmail.com and on Facebook at Instagram at The Hoarding Solution. So guys, if you know anybody that's struggling with ho- any kind of hoarding issue, please reach out to Tammy she has a heart of service and she truly cares about people. All right, guys, remember vertical momentum. The only way to go is but up. Welcome back. This is going to be a great episode. I'd like to introduce my friend Gina and her amazing son, Sam. Um, as you guys know, we've had a lot of great people on this show, but I've never been more excited to interview anybody than I am today. Um, they are changing the game of podcasting and also changing the game and helping save lives with uh, talking about autism. Welcome to the show. I'm so honored and privileged to have you guys on today. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm fine. My mother cannot make it, unfortunately. She is teaching. Okay. I'm- Cool. So how are you doing, my friend? I'm all right, buddy. How about you? Good. How's the show coming? Going great. Going good. Just one's dropping out in two days, so I must be doing something right if I got yeah, over 40 episodes under my belt. I know, and, and I, I, I've i listened to almost every one, and I, I, I'm a big WWE guy, so obviously I love the episode with Mick Foley. Thank you. I'm yeah, I, I was a it was a shocker when it happened. There was a lot of behind the scenes, but I met him three times one time in Indy, one time through a podcast and a connection, and then I got to interview him. That's pretty amazing. Have you always been a WWE fan? Uh, since I was six. Okay, who are you, who were some of your favorite guys besides Mick? Uh, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, and Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Umaga, and the great Kali. Wow, you're a big fan of Kali, huh? Yeah, the great Kali. Not the fun Kali when he was mean and could sling people around in the top rope, like sling oh. people. And I'm surprised, you know, like a lot of people don't even, you know, a lot of people don't even know who Kurt Angle was. And he's he was such an amazing athlete. Yeah, he was an amazing athlete. I mean, he is pretty technical. I don't like the technical side, but he made the technical side fun. Yeah. So talk to us, you know, how, you know, how, how long your podcast and uh, what made you decide to go to podcasting? Uh, it was after I joined my high school's media club. 
after I, I figured the only way for me to continue my media skills because I can't be a senior in high school forever was to join my, was to make another podcast. And that's where Autism Rocks and Rolls was born. And and it seems like you have a, a great fan base too. I think so. I hope I do. I mean, I think I do, but you never know. So now how old were you? Because I have, my son is, it was before we, we were uh, had to get on. My son is 19 years old and he's, he's, we're dropping him off at college next year. And, and he's on the spectrum also. He's, he has um, Asperger's. Cool. So I, I totally get some of the things that we're going to talk about. So how old were you when you were uh, diagnosed? When I was four. Now, were there certain things that you were doing that the parent, your parents noticed that were a little bit different? Um, I can't tell you much. That's a question for my mother. I wish she'd be here to answer that. But for me, all I can tell you is I hated fireworks and loud noises, and I was only saying 10 words. Wow, and you got such a great a great um, vocabulary now. Are you, are you a big reader now? Uh, no, I don't read, but I write. Okay. Now, obviously, if you're a podcaster, do you listen to podcasts? Sometimes. Who are some of your favorite podcasters? Uh, Blake Johnson from Diary of a Mad Black Man. Will and Dave from the Will and Dave Show and the Eleven Thirty Podcast, which is another pro wrestling one. Awesome! So, you, so you're really big into pro wrestling. Yep. So now, how has because you know my son, like you said, he has autism, and for some re- some people, you know, they think autism is all negative, and he's found a lot of positive positiveness in, in you know having. Um, autism, like he can really focus. He focuses on animals and stuff like that. Do you have a great focus on certain things? Professional wrestling and this, obviously, and music. I'm a big music guy. Rock oh, yeah. and roll variety. I like I like the variety. I'm a big I'm a big rock and roll guy. I try to play guitar. So, uh, who are some of your best fam- favorite uh, musicians? Uh, ACDC, Elvis, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, Queen. Wow, so you have a, a wide range. You go from Guns N' Roses to Elvis, huh? Yep. What attracted you to both of them? What now? What attracted you to Elvis and, and then attracted you to Guns N' Roses? Uh, Elvis, just it's Elvis and he's a dancer and it's funny. Kind of watching, and then Guns and Roses, just the raspy voices. To me, raspy voices is more music than all this peppy, annoying voice. Really, you know what? I think me and you would get along really well because I, I love, I kind of like the guys and the girls that have that different kind of voice, and it's because a lot of the music today it just all sounds the same, you know? Yeah, well, it's raspy to me. I like raspy, like. When they're, you know, that like raspy, yeah, it's like I know going. Yeah. That's the kind of music I enjoy. So now, how how was it coming up in school? How did the how were the other students? How did they treat you? Like I know a, a lot of students embraced my son, and they he didn't get picked on at all. Did did you did they embrace you in your school? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm gonna say your son is one lucky SOB. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but for me, my um, 
podcast, my my journey was I was respected and I was liked, but they wouldn't take the time for me. I wasn't, I didn't make a lot of good friends in school because they wouldn't take the time. I was respected, but I, I wasn't liked, I think, is the way to put it. Are you, you're still in school now? You're, you're what, a senior? Uh, no, I graduate. I'm going to college as well. Oh, yeah? You're what college like, are you? What college? Next week. I'm going to Ivy Tech in Bloomington and then transferring to Vincennes for either media or entrepreneurship. That is that is truly amazing. Now, what are you what is your ultimate goal? What do you, what is your what are your goals goals now? Uh, well, the goal is to continue my podcasting, obviously, but probably my big goal right now is just to get through college and then see where my life takes me. I'm just taking it one day at a time, sir. Now, um, I also that you're also a, a, a speaker, motivational speaker. Trying to get into that, but yes. And I have another friend of mine. Um, I'm probably going to try to int- introduce you guys to. His name is Tucker Bearden, and he's also a motivational speaker that has autism also. So have you started speaking in front of crowds? Um, sadly, no, but I had done some small ones. I done one to the Bloomfield Chamber of Commerce, which is like a – Bloomfield, Indiana place that's near us. And I've done some practice ones, and but I think we're getting there. We're, we got someone trying to get us some speaking gigs. So now you also like to write. What kind of things do you like to write? I write about autism and write about what life could be like with autism. So, okay, because now a lot of people don't know what autism is. So if you could just break it down a little bit. And in, in your, what is your life like with autism? It is a neurotypical, what people will call a disorder that you, where you show with social cues and there's a lot of repetitive behaviors and restricted interests, but there's nothing really disabled about it. Now, social, social, being social, um, is it you don't be social or is it just? You kind, of, it's kind, of, you're kind of off put a little bit. Well, I'm not off put, but the way I see it is, I'm not a big person with big crowds. That's something my father and I are. I'm good one on one like this, but like you have like four more people, it'll be a little difficult. And I can do it, granted, but it's a little more difficult because I don't like big crowds. But it has to. The people have said so much negative things that you're at the point where your crapometer has just gone down, and you kind of like have time to shut them out, and you can move on with your life. So that's how I handle it. Now, because you are such a, such a big WWE fan, um, if you go to see the wrestling matches and you're around a lot of people, how do you feel when you're around a, a, a group like that? Oh, that's fine. I just try to focus on what's doing, like watching the show. So that's really no big deal. And it depends on the seats, too. If I get really good seats, I'll watch the ring. But if I get really like crappy seats sometimes, I'll just watch the screen because I can't see what's going down there. So I just watch the screen. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. No, you know, a lot of people that, you know, I've had a bunch of family members now that have autism and a lot of them don't like to be touched. Is that is that you? And is it because there's a sensory? No, that's polar opposite of me. I'm a touchy guy. Okay, so you're the kind I, of guy. I like to be touched, all the touchiness. Okay. You put your face like right here in my face and I like your hand right in my face and I wouldn't care. Okay. 
so now you also love hanging out with your dogs. What kind of dogs do you have and what do you love about them? Cane Corsas and Italian Masters. They're gentle giants, but they're gentle giants really is the big thing. They look really mean, but in, in honor, they're really nice. So, you know, are you, do you feel very close to animals? You know, like my son really loves being around animals more than people sometimes. Is that you? Uh, I think so. When it comes to dogs, yes. When it comes to others, yeah, sometimes. My biggest concern that I have is hurting an animal. Okay. Now, how are you? Um, because, you know, like in our, in our situation, you know, my son doesn't like to be out of routine. And which I, I, I totally get it because I'm retired military. I love routines. So how are you? with routines and if you have to get out of your routine does it kind of uh, upset you um not when i was younger yes you couldn't tell me you, if you didn't tell me i was going to walmart the next morning i'd probably have like a meltdown but nowadays no unless it comes to something i love like with media i'm very regimented and very strict with it but if it comes to something that i like and don't love necessarily or something i hate <laughs> Even I'm pretty laid back on it. Now you started your own podcast. Now you've had you said, over 40 episodes. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, because I, I, I love your, um, I love your podcast. I I've listened to every episode and I can't wait for the next one to come. Talk to us about recording your first episode. What was that like? Oh, it was, um, it was definitely different. I had the skills, so I definitely wasn't nervous. I was nervous of how it would go, really, and just make sure it went well. But I think I've improved a lot better. I think the first episode, compared to the others, I sounded kind of boring. Like, I wasn't excited to be there. On the other ones, I feel like I want to be there. The first one didn't sound like it. The early ones didn't sound like I wanted to be there. But the but the but second, but after the second one and above, sounded like I wanted to be in my studio recording a podcast. So now you have your own home studio? Yep. All homemade, buddy. That's awesome. Um, it was so a guest bedroom, but we turned it into a studio. That's amazing. Um, so what was one of the reasons? Was it to start letting people know about autism and just kind of a little bit of education? Uh, yeah, but we made it into the home studio because when it was in the old outer area, Basically, if you sneeze, burped, did any bodily function, you, the place, it would catch it. So, like, I, so like if my, my dad, for example, in the second episode, he sneezed and the it caught it and I couldn't get rid of it. So do you do your own editing and all that? Yep. I edit my own. I All the networking and behind the scenes stuff is my mother, but the, but the studio... The recording, the editing is all me. Now, did you start to, the podcast to help others that are uh, struggling with it and to help people know what autism actually is? Yes. It was partially that was mainly to help people. That was my purpose. But it turned to a business opportunity after I got sponsors, which I'll thank some right now. Uh, Wellspring Pain Solutions, Blue Boy Chocolate Shop, Salon 45, The Bar at Maryland Ridge, my school's BC2M Mental Health Club, Salon 45, Commercial Service, 
Life Paths Counseling, CPA Tax Service, and Green County General Hospital. And I'm sure there's more if you look on the website. That's pretty awesome. Now, how did you go about, because a lot of people that start podcasts, I know people that have a hundred episodes still don't have one sponsor. So getting sponsors. Well, our first big sponsor, Wellspring, they reached out to us and they were interested, but I decided, cause I'm no longer a chicken anymore. I decided to take a field trip sponsor day, what I called it, where I go to businesses and just ask and mainly to, and mainly promoting and just telling them about it. And that's how I got some of the sponsors was asking and promoting it. And so, I went around all different different businesses and where I'm from, where I'm close to from, Bloomington, Indiana. So talk to us about some of your favorite guests. Obviously, Mick Foley was one of your favorite guests. So talk to us about some of your other favorite guests. Your favorite guests. Sure. James Durbin, because he's awesome, really. He was the American Idol 2011 season. He has autism, but also Tourette's. And like me, he's a rock star, literally. He likes rock music and sings rock music. So we have a lot in common there. And he has a, he's a father, too, that I think that's awesome. Uh, Peter Lance, he's a video game developer with autism, but he's really cool, too. I liked him a lot. And then Sarah Tomko, she's an actress and, appeared on, and has been on Resident Alien on Sci-Fi and Sneaky Pete. And she's a not autistic girl, anything like that, but she's a mental health advocate. And she, let me tell you, probably the biggest personality I've ever seen. That's awesome. Now, talk to us about, you know, I've t I've met Mr. Foley and what a uh, down to earth, amazing individual. So, there, buddy. so what was that like? Well, you know, I'll give you, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. I'm going to give you a, I'll try to finally give you a link. If you go to my Facebook page or Sam stories, there's a speech I did yesterday called a hardcore meaning that describes how I felt and everything about how I felt meeting him. But to give you a brief description, he was one of the most humble people. And I just kept asking questions. I was just praying he was one of the nicest people because I've always had the dream of being a celebrity. And I just hoped the celebrity that I first met wouldn't be, wouldn't be mean. Yeah. And you know, like I, I've worked with guys from the WWE, like, triple h and the undertaker and stuff like that and they're some of the most down-to-earth humble people that you'll ever meet so it's pretty must have been awesome when he agreed to come on your show it was awesome it was awesome it was definitely a pretty awesome interview and a definitely an awesome person i i love he's he's definitely one of my uh heroes and now he now how did he get um involved with autism is there somebody in his family Yes, actually. He is, oh, his youngest son, I think, is now 20. He, his son's on the spectrum. Okay. So that must have, that must have, must have been really interesting just be, being able to sit and talk with a gentleman like that and have his attention 100% focused yeah. on you. And if you see his A&E biography, he even talked about it a little bit. He was showing his son playing a guitar, and it, it broke my heart to see this, but I'm glad it showed because it showed a message. They were singing happy birthday to him and he was covering his ears. He was like, too loud. Like, that's too loud. And I, that really initially hurt me, but I thought, you know, it needs to be shown. This needs to be saw that not anyone likes to be sung happy birthday to. That's awesome. And, you know, and I, and by the way, when you hang up, I just wanted you to thank your mom.
that we're able to connect me and you because um, we're also on pod it and pod match. So I'm very grateful that you guys took the time to hang out today. So now what made you choose to doing a weekly podcast, do a, a biweekly podcast to keep it stay to not get, to not have it stale, not having the food, not if you like, it's like food to me. If you have your food rotten out, it's bad. The podcast, if it rottens out, it's bad. And it gets stale. So it's really to keep my viewers hyped up and more focused. For me, I have respect for the weekly ones. But with my work schedule and my college life, I have to do it like two to three a month. Okay. So, you know, like I said, I've listened to every episode. And I, I, I do. I can't wait to listen to, to the next episode that you come out with. So what do your friends say that, wow, all of a sudden you're a, a podcaster that has celebrities coming on, wanting to be on your show? Um, there's definitely support, I think, through all my friends, but there's more than others. Let's put it that way. I think I jam it down their throat. Sometimes I think they all agree with me, but I try sometimes I need to explain to them that that's the only way to promote it. That's the only way that you can have a podcast and promote it is never shut up about it. So now because you're 40 episodes in, um, if you could, what have you learned what not to do in podcasting in the last 40 episodes? Cause obviously your episodes got much, much better since the episode one. Yeah. So, so what Definitely sound like I want to be there and not to be as repetitive, not to get too much repetitive information, but also to slow down. I'm a very t- fast talker. You might be able to see, you may not, but I think I'm doing a pretty good job showing it, <laughs> but I need to slow down a little bit and I do see that, but it's hard to. I, and I, I'm not really a fast talker. But I think you do a great job um, and you really care about your audience. And I think that's one thing that really um, draws me to your podcast. Yeah. Well, they're the ones who support it. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm grateful. They're part of the reason why Autism Rocks and Rolls is happening. So, of course, I got to be grateful for them. I can wake up every day thankful for it. That's the greatest gift of them all, man. So now because of does do you see autism actually helping you in the podcasting because of the focus? Yes, actually. It's actually um good example. I think you know, some of the people guests I've had, I don't think I'd able to do because of their autism. Case in point, I've had a couple of NASCAR drivers on the show, and they were what we call what society calls obsessed with matchbox cars. They were obsessing, we call it tapping into their future skills. Because look at them, they were playing with cars. Now they're the, probably some of the best NASCAR drivers probably alive. And I can never do that. So right now I'm pricing my future skills for media. So I think I would not be, if I didn't have autism, I would not be able to do media. You know, and I love that you say, you know, is obsessed to success. Because, you know, it's been said that what you obsess over is eventually what you will possess. So now, how how much time do you spend a day listening to podcasts and podcasting? Listen to probably when I'm just bored and just twiddling my thumbs. But focusing on my work, I have a schedule. I write down my schedule and figure out what I do every day. Some days are bigger than others, but some days are smaller than others. It just depends on what we're doing. Now, I'm a big guy, you know, 
that's I'm big on mindset. And I interviewed a Navy SEAL commander and he said, you know, the way that you schedule out your day is going to mean either you're successful or you're going to fail. So talk to us about how you schedule out your day for success. Well, I schedule out my day for success, just waking up every day, being grateful is the first thing. But number two, I think my success comes through others and I try to show as much gratitude as I can. And I think the whole community knows I run the podcast, which is awesome. And I'm just thankful. So thankful. I mean, that's my way of, sh- of success is just showing gratefulness, paying back the community. You know, and I, and I love that. That's one thing about you is you're very humble and, you know, you're very you have a you're very grateful. And I think gratitude um, takes you really life. So. Oh, it does. So how did you become that kind of because a lot of people, if they have a condition, they will either get mad at it or, you know, get mad in life and, you know, and think, well, woe is me. Woe is me. But you took it and you made a positive out of it. So, right. So it goes well to answer your question, because I can no offense to interrupt. I can see where this is going, kind of. But it goes back to that crap of me or when you. Because at first, it was a full tank of gas where I cared so much. When I heard that people say, you're slow, you're a piece of crap, and all the other things that I've heard, or degrading things I've heard. But once that meter started going down, as I got older with wisdom and age, it stopped. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, not caring, uh, it's life. Does it come with some problems? Yes, because... While I am grateful, I can become across sometimes as arrogant. Sometimes I'll, I'll I'll fully admit it to you. But also, I don't care what my own family thinks, and that's caused us some own you know clashes. But at the end of the day, I think it's it was for the better. And you know, like I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk guy, Gary V, a friend of mine. And sometimes, in order to be successful in life. You, sometimes you don't care what somebody, what other people think about you, you know, because they say that, you know, the lion doesn't really care what the sheep think about them. So has that helped you where sometimes you just don't have that? I don't give a crap attitude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It definitely has. I think nowadays, and I was, a, I'm an adventurous person. I've always been like back in the day before, but now I'm even more adventurous. Like, I want to go skydiving, bungee jumping, do all these amazing adventures because I don't give a crap. Like if I fall, you know, I understood, I understood it was the risk. I can only put myself on it. I can't put it on others. I love that. Now, one of my favorite episodes was um, with the gentleman from the Iron Chef. Please talk to us about that because I I love, me, me, my family, we love watching the, the the cooking channels and stuff like that. So talk to us about that. Okay. Yeah, sure. So believe it or not, our mind was our first like big guest, but this is, was the first like bigger guest because what was cool is our family loved our show. We're a family. We have family shows that we watch. I think that's how we bond most of the time, <laughs> but our big family show that we used to watch until we ended the series was cutthroat kitchen and Simon Majumdar was on there. And I didn't know this, but he played for Autism Cherries in a couple of episodes. And I thought, boom, he should be on. And, of course, my family, because he's big, was skeptical. And I thought, well, buddy, I don't want you to be too heartbroken because he might be busy. Well, I said, you know what? I said, you know what? You could be right. 
maybe it doesn't happen. But what if by chance? I mean, you're right. There's a slim, but there's always that slim chance of it happening. And the least that you can do is ask. That that won't hurt you is to ask. Though. The least thing you can do is ask. And I wasn't expecting it to have. I thought, ask, boom, bye. But sure enough, I heard when I was talking to my father doing some farm equipment, I got the text back and my mom said, hey, Simon Jundar text back. He wants to be on. I was obviously surprised. But also, let me tell you, talking to him, the second most humble celebrity alive. He's a great guy, too. So is he going to connect you with people like Gordon Ramsay, hopefully? That's another guest I'm hoping for, Gordon Ramsay, because I don't think Simon knows Gordon, but we're trying to get we're trying to get him on, but it hasn't happened yet. My mom's big guest that she wants was Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters. I think that that would be an amazing um, interview. Now, one of my favorite interviews that was with Doctor Temple. Talk to us about that because I think that was one of the best interviews and very insightful. Well, first of all, thank you for that compliment. Second of all, um, for Temple, that was a different experience. I I like her, but my mom is like loves her and is obsessed with her. But I definitely did enjoy it. it. She's definitely, it was insightful, but she's definitely a different thinker. She thinks in pictures and takes, doesn't understand words like I do. I think in words, like if you tell me it's raining cats and dogs, I'd be the first one to go look out the window. But with her, she probably see in her mind, it's raining cats and dogs. She'd probably be looking at it like cats and dogs are going down. Whereas I see cats and dogs on the floor. I love that. Now, you know, a lot of people that have podcasts, they're afraid to reach out to people. Um, so after you got your first guest, did that really um, motivate you to think, reach out? The worst they could do is say no. But how was yeah. that doing it the first time? What was that like? Oh, the first time it felt wonderful to get a yes. Now, I knew some were going to be no. And I, I knew that coming in to, to the podcast rolling figuring out that to ask but the least thing you can do is ask i mean that's my biggest advice for any podcaster if you want a big celebrity ask i mean is it a bigger chance that they'll say no probably i'm not gonna lie to you but what if they say yes there's a slim chance of that yes i've gotten some yeses i got more no's than yeses but i still have some yeses that i can attach under my belt so now, you know, because like when I first started my, um, now I'm up to like 350 episodes. Um, I was afraid to ask. And, um, but now it's just like, if you say yes, you say yes. If you say no, you say no. Uh, but now it seems like a lot of times, if once you have a big, bigger guest come on, more people start coming to your show. Has that happened to you? Uh, maybe. I can't say that for sure, but that's a guess for the listeners. Okay. So now, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I, you know, like I said, there's been people that I know that have a hundred episodes and they, they don't have, you know, a sponsor for the show, but a lot of people don't realize you don't have to have millions of downloads to have sponsors. What are your thoughts on sponsorship? My thoughts on sponsorship is again, earlier, like I said, go ask. Go out into where you're from, wherever local area you're from, find some businesses. I wouldn't say big businesses like Burger King, obviously. That's like corporate. 
I would say as like your small businesses, like a local chocolate shop, a local tattoo parlor, a local pain relief place, a local hospital even, and ask. That's my biggest thing is just talk and ask for sponsorship. It can't hurt to ask. Now, obviously, you're providing value for sponsors. You know, a lot of people don't realize that when somebody sponsors your show, it's it's a it's built building a relationship. So, are you a big building relationship, especially on the show? Uh, for relationships, yes, but in life, no. I'm that type of guy that one of the things I hate about friendships is friendships take time. I'm the type of guy who's like, no. Like the friendship bonnies happen like now after the first time we meet. So maybe podcasting world, yes, but in real life, no. So what are some of your goals in in podcasting? Uh I'm taking it one day at a time. So maybe if you ask me in five years again, we can talk about that. Okay. How about personally? What are some of your what are some of your goals? Okay. For I can do that, sure. For personal goals, I'm just hoping to spread autism acceptance. I don't like the month autism awareness because I think we are aware of it, but we're not accepting of it sometimes. So for me, it's definitely autism acceptance. And I know that eventually you want to start having uh, merchandise and stuff like that. Have you really started thinking about that? Yeah, I already have merchandise, buddy. And would you have t-shirts? You have hats? T-shirts. Uh, not hats. We got socks. I'm hoping to get bobbleheads on me one day. I'm hoping for that. You never know with me. Uh, you have to look at my Etsy shop to see what I have. I think I have mugs. Oh, and decals, car decals. So that's something else I got. Cool. So now, um, now we're end ending, getting to the end of the show. But how do we find for what you're doing? So you can find me on Podbean, Spotify iTunes, YouTube, I'm on all the major media platforms. My website is www.autismrocksandrolls.com. So if you go there, you'll find everything and learn about all, all the stuff that involve Autism Rocks and Rolls. So, the last questions I ask, you know, um, there's a lot of families out there that have, you know, either are autistic. I have actually have some adult friends that have it. And, you know, but there's a lot of families out there what are what is something positive that they can take away from this podcast that they can use to help their families dealing you know dealing with an autistic family member? Well, I definitely say how well I don't want to say deal with. I like to take. I'm not going to like get mad or anything, but I like to take not take it out. But I like to say like maybe not deal with it, but help them instead. I mean. They, they just try like everyone else's. You got your own list of challenges. I got my own list of challenges myself, autistic and non-autistic. But everyone has their own challenges. So it's not really autistic challenges. It's just challenges. So what are some of then, then that's a great segue. Then what are some of the things they, they can do to help somebody that's struggling that has autism? Well, instead of, instead of if they're going to Walmart, they're having a major meltdown. And it's not like over like a tantrum over their favorite toy. Maybe it's over the sporadic buzzers because that's what I used to struggle with. Help them send them giving the weird looks. That's one thing. And communication, like help us understand communication because I don't do well with, like I'm good with conversation. I used to be struggling with that, but not as bad anymore. 
but communication, my God, I that I shall show with it. Like if I see someone with their eye rolls, body language, receptive language is what society calls it. Eey, that stinks. I don't understand that at all. But maybe help us understand that. Okay, you know, because like a lot of people, like my, you know, a lot of people, my and my son has sometimes what he has problems talking to another person just in in a general, you know, general conversation, talking about weather or sports, unless it's something that he is focused on. Um, do have you found that also? Uh, yeah, I would say so. if it's for me, it's if you're talking about something I don't know about or something that. I hate, I'm not going to be able to have a conversation with you. If it's about something like anime, good luck with that. I ain't going to know nothing about anime. I love it, brother. And I love everything you're doing. I can't, I can't wait. When's your next episode dropping? Because I can't wait to. Uh, the 11th in two days. Oh, man, I'm, I'm pumped. So, guys, if you're listening to this, definitely check out my friend. He's amazing, a great person, changing lives as we talk. And one of the greatest podcasters that is out there today, brother. I want to thank you so much. Um, this is going to go out next season, but I just want to thank you so much for taking the time. And um, me, I'm all about building relationships. So today is when a relationship just starts. And if there's anything I can help do to support your cause, I'm all about it, brother. All right, man. Thank you. All right. God bless you and the family, and have an amazing week. All right, you too. Bye-bye now. All right, bye. Hey, guys. If you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand-new T-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also... We have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass kicking coffee, and and it will it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives. Thank you for joining us today please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment. Hey guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee, and, and it, will, it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.
www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives.